When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the first episode of the Auburn Live Show, Kicking It with Keith. How you like that, Keith? I've heard better. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I could come up with, dude. But we uh, keep keep trying, keep working yeah. on it. We'll we'll figure it out. I am uh, your temporary host, at least for today, Jeffrey Lee, senior recruiting editor for Auburn Live on Three. And if you're not a member of that site, now is the best time to join. We have a killer deal going on right now: one dollar, four quarters, ten dimes, twenty nickels. I think my math is correct. One dollar for a full entire year of Auburn Live on Three coverage. Recruiting coverage, football coverage, baseball coverage, basketball recruiting, basketball. We've got it all for you for a dollar a year right now. Go look go look and sign up for yourself. Auburn Live on three. We are I am with Keith Niebuhr today. Keith joined her site last week, been killing it. Uh, Auburn had a big weekend this past weekend with some uh, big official visitors. We're here to talk about that. Keith, overall opinions on what you've seen the last couple of days from Auburn. Yeah, I mean, you know, no commitments, and that's really the metric that everybody seems to use. Hey, did we get any commitments? Who did my team land? Who is my team about to land? So no commitments, and, and you know, in the old days, that would be like, uh, okay, what went wrong? But in, in this era of NIL and kids waiting it out again and waiting it out and waiting it out, it, you know, you're really trying to lay the groundwork for the future, for future commitments, for commitments to happen down the road. And if that's your metric, then it was a success, it seems like, because, you know, eight kids there, five or six of them were four stars, depending upon how you look at the rankings, whether it was on three rankings or the on three consensus, which is an industry composite, so to speak. Uh, you know, if you look at it that way, you say, OK, well, we we my team that that I follow being Auburn, if you're an Auburn fan, did pretty well because, you know, when you read the individual updates and I only did one of them, you and Cole Pinkston did the majority of it, and also, Jeff, you did a great war room. They gave the behind the scenes. Here's what really happened. When you added it all up, when you looked at all those stories, the war room and the individual updates and other things we posted on the board that we heard about these visits, it looks pretty good for Auburn. Because of those eight guys, you could say that Auburn probably has a legitimate chance with maybe all eight. I would probably say six or seven. Uh, there's there's one or two that I just eh, I'm not so sure about. But overall, right. overall. Uh, when you add it all up, you're thinking, okay, they did pretty good. They did maybe really good because kids that liked Auburn already seemed to like Auburn more. Kids that didn't know as much about Auburn, Auburn's now kind of on their mind a little bit. And uh, But, again, it's going to be a waiting game because a lot of these kids, and Auburn staff knows that a lot of these kids want to know that these guys are going to be around to coach them. And so they're probably going to want to see a few games to see what they look like. And, um, you know, that's where negative chatter – uh, and every staff says it. That's where negative chatter and negative stuff can can hurt you, uh, because then it gets in the ears of other kids uh, of the kids and other schools or in those in those same ears, 
saying, hey, you know, where's the stability there? So if Auburn can overcome that, it's going to be a heck of a class, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I've been saying this for a while. The, the best Auburn can do right now is put itself in a position that if it makes some noise this fall, it will be in position to have that a, a big recruiting class. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've yeah. posi- and, and you talk about the commitments and all the fans and subscribers. That's what you talk about, that metric being um, measuring in, uh, the success of this <clears throat> summer, I guess you could say. Uh, but really, you got to look ahead. you got to look ahead to the future and, and what these guys are doing positioning themselves setting themselves up that if they and I, and I wrote this in the war room sands a total tank job by auburn in the fall i feel good about a lot of these kids that were visiting today but like you said they want like jelani thurman joshua horton are they guys that want to see i mean they have really good relationships with these coaches uh reuben bain has really good relationships with these coaches culture fall all uh, a lot of these guys and and as easy as it is for us to say, man, choose the school and not the coaches, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, it really doesn't. I, these yeah. kids build relationships with these coaches, and that's who they want to play for. You even heard Reuben Bain say, uh, you know, the opportunity to come in and play early, and not only play early at Auburn, but play and learn under Rock Bellantoni, who he's known since he was, you know, nine or ten years old. That's a big deal. And these guys, like you said, want to know that these coaches are going to be here. Now, some of these, some of these recruits, and not just the guys that visited this weekend, are going to commit. As everybody knows, commitments are non-binding. Commitments are, to me are nothing more than than a kid saying publicly, "Auburn is my leader," uh, because you know no, nothing really is is binding until December. So, a couple of these guys, I would expect at some point to uh, to, to make a commitment. We've seen some commitment dates already set before the season. Some of these guys are going to wait and see how this team shakes out i think at the first half of the season lsu at home penn state at home uh after that I, th- I think we'll know a lot more about how this class the season and ultimately the class is going to shake out uh keith you hey. talked about so, some guys that you're not sure of um this past yeah. weekend l- l- hit me with those well if i could just backtrack for a second i i guess so on the one hand and i don't want to just sound like you know we don't want to ever come across as just straight sunshine pumpers i mean we think that they did really well this weekend and we know kids are waiting now the flip side of that is there are multiple schools where kids want to see more in the fall and are concerned about the stability of a staff and they're and sometimes they land big commitments too so you know obviously there's some some yin and some yang so even though it is a viable excuse Auburn's got to figure out a way to overcome that as well. You can't just go into the fall with two commitments. I mean, they, they've still got to land. Yeah, kids. right. We're just we're just saying here's the reason why one of the reasons why they haven't yet. But again, that's their job as a staff to figure out. Okay, how do we overcome this, and how do we get some of these guys on board now? Because if you can get some guys on board, then you can create momentum on the recruiting trail, and it leads to other commitments and all that. So, in other words, we're not just we're not just sticking up for the Auburn staff here. We're rec- just recognizing that it is a hurdle for them, uh, but one they have to overcome as well. They can't just wait until six six games into the season to start landing commitments, and they know that too. They, they the staff at Auburn knows that. But so some of the guys I'm not that sure about, Jeff. I mean, C.J. Allen, the linebacker. You know, um, I want to hear more. I think you've had some. And I'll let you talk more about this. He's the linebacker from uh, Georgia. And Lamar know, County. Yes, and we know Barnesville, Georgia. We know that um, we know that Georgia likes him a lot. I just think if Georgia pushes for him, they're going to be awfully hard to beat. 
but but you have some intel on that too, so I'll let you kind of take over there. Well, you know, G- Georgia is in a position to pretty much cherry pick who they want, same as Alabama, Ohio State, and yeah. Clemson to some to a certain extent. Uh, so I think who Georgia gets, who they want, where does C.J. Allen sit on their board? There's Troy Bowles, there's Raylan Wilson, who's committed to Clint, uh, Michigan, but he's down, I think he's in Tampa, right, Keith? Yeah, Raylan uh, no, Raylan, Ta- uh, Tallahassee. Tallahassee, Tallahassee yeah. Lincoln, I believe, Tallahassee, Lincoln, T.J. Yeah. Davis neighborhood. Yep. Um, and then who else was the other one? See, uh, Troy Bowles, Raylan Wilson. Well, there's oh, one other oh, guy. Grayson Pup Howard. There you go. Grayson put power. I mean, these are stud stud guys. So is CJ yeah. Allen, depending on yeah. who you ask. Yeah. So, you know, it, does Georgia load up with those guys? Do they get who they want? Um, and if so, does, where does that leave CJ Allen? Now, we both know from talking to other people, especially sources at Georgia, that as of right now, CJ Allen is a take. And if that's the case, it come July 9th when he's going to commit. As I and I wrote this in the war room, I'd be shocked if he if Georgia wants him on July the 9th. I'd be shocked if he doesn't commit to Georgia. Yeah. Now, with that said, if things happen with other guys and C.J. Allen doesn't feel as wanted by Georgia as he does at Auburn, because Auburn made sure he knew that they want him. Georgia yeah. might want some other guys, including him, but they want him. And it, that could be big. Christian Robinson's a fantastic recruiter. We've, you know, we've been covering Auburn guys for the past few years, losing to him. Um, so – I think it's at least keep, worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, and I wasn't saying – I wasn't suggesting that it was a waste of time or anything. I got, it's just one that all if all things are equal, I'm not loving Auburn's chances. Me there. too. You know what right I mean? That, that's all. But, you know, then some people say, well, I don't want their backups. I don't want their scrubs. Shit. Well, first of all, there are no uh, – if you're on the, the list of, for Georgia that high, you're, you ain't no scrub, okay? It's, uh, it's, it's just it, – you know, you take the guys that you want there's a if it's a high priority guy for you guys then it doesn't really matter where somebody is on somebody else's board right and and i think it actually could be a blessing in disguise that auburn is not in great shape for decrate anymore because uh you know i think they feel like there's some guys that, that probably are a little bit uh, higher on the board than that so um but so i'm getting my oil changed as we're doing this it's hilarious i'm trying to balance talking to Jeff and all this stuff. And that's another reason I'm not on video today, but no, Jeff, you're right. You make good points. I mean, you know, this is a guy that all things are equal. You don't love Auburn's chances, but all things are never always equal. There's always multiple variables in play. And I've heard nothing but good things about this player. You're right. Depending upon who you talk to, uh, some people really love him. And I know on three has him rated higher than the rest of the industry. And uh, on three's rating is probably on par with, what Auburn thinks of him, quite frankly. Yeah, you know on, what I mean? on three, he's got him as a top 100 overall recruit, yeah, the number, yeah, number four him. linebacker in the country. And he, they've got him ranked yeah. as the number four linebacker in the country ahead of, oh, the spinning wheel. Damn it, internet. Well ahead, well, ahead of D. Creighton, who we wrote last week, is now trending away from Auburn. So Ahead of everyone we mentioned, except for Troy know. Bowles. Troy Bowles being yeah. the number three backer. Yeah. Well, you know, and you were saying who was the, who was another guy. Well, let's go down the list of guys. You got the list in front of you. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, to me, uh, to me, Keldrick Falk. We're talking about visitors from this past weekend. Right? Yeah, yeah. Keldrick Falk. Well, we both me, we both love Auburn's chances there, right? We do, and I think that's a. I hate to use the must get term, but I really feel like if Auburn were to miss on him at a, such a huge position of need, 
man, he looked good yesterday. He was uh, Keith. Did, I know you had measurements on some of these guys, but I think it was six four, two sixty something. Six five, six five and a half, two sixty five. So again, and that's an edge rusher. So what if he can continue hmm. to hold that weight and be an edge rusher? I mean, wow. And if he can't, he grows into a strong side end, and you know that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But Jeff, I mean, I, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes here, but you know, the, the word I keep getting on him is that Auburn sees him as being a small town country kid that fits the DNA of the, the quintessential Auburn player. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He is, he is an Auburn player. He is an Auburn kid. He's that kind of guy. Uh, hard nose, uh, no ego, and super athletic for his size, too. You know, so he's got a lot of tools that, uh, <laughs> that they're looking for. And, again, they think he fits the culture. They're, is that kind of right in line with what you're hearing? That's, that's absolutely what I was hearing yeah. yesterday while uh, while he and his mother and younger brother. You know, his younger brother's a stud guy. Yeah. I mean, his younger brother, J.J. Falk, is – I mean, I thought he was his older brother. This kid. Oh, is, wow. Uh, he's a man. He He's a man. Um, now, Falk visited Auburn. He's already visited Clemson. He's going to hit Florida and Florida State over the next two yeah. weeks and then make his decision at the end of July uh, or the or 1st of August, which to me bodes well for Auburn because he said he's planning – on being back to Big Cat yeah. at the end of July, um, I, I wrote this about uh, wrote about this in the war room. But false, he lost his father at a very er, very early age. His mother's done a fantastic job with him and his brothers raising them. Uh, but they got to you know they got to listen to, to, to Trevon Reed's story about losing his mother and, and and how Auburn was there for him. That meant a lot to them. I, I think that meant a lot to his mother. And you know his mother raised these kids. And, and as a single parent, you you don't want to see those people. Your, your your children go too far away from home uh, when you're so protective of. That's why I think there's another angle here to to Auburn being that guy. Keldrick's a, a quiet country boy type. I think he gets lost in Tallahassee. I think he gets lost at at Florida, where you've got sixty thousand jort wearing Keith Niebuhr's walking around. You've got. Uh, I listen, but, buddy. I I've seen more jorts. I lived in Atlanta for ten years, and I saw I saw more jorts in Atlanta. Yeah, your your oil just got changed. Hey, Keith, you know, uh, another, and it's not just one, man. It was, I thought it was a huge visit for the Langston Hughes Quartet. We saw Bo Hughley come over from uh, Fairburn along with Jeremiah uh, Jelani Thurman flying in from Las Vegas. His 7-on-7 tournament left that on Friday afternoon to be in Auburn um, this weekend for an official visit. Joshua Horton was there, and then Terrence Love comes over for an unofficial visit on Saturday Keith, what do you think about this Langston Four? This Langston Four. Yeah, I, I like where Auburn sits with uh, Joshua Horton, the big defensive tackle. I think, I think you got to keep an eye on Georgia. I think in a normal year, somebody pointed this out to me the other day. They said, you know, if this was five years ago, he's an absolute take at Georgia. But now Georgia, with all the buzz nationally, they're recruiting from coast to coast. And so again, that's not. I, I know people get tired of hearing. Well, God, is Auburn only going to get guys if Georgia doesn't want them? Well, you know, sometimes that's the situation you're faced with. And, and then it becomes, you know, can you develop these guys and all that stuff? But remember, the top guys are all bunched very close together. Okay, yeah. So it's not, a, it's not a terrible thing if you like the guy. Auburn was on Joshua Horton very early. Florida is now rearing its head and trying to make a move. But, Jeff, I keep hearing that the real sleeper here is UCF. It's, at, it's UCF and that he visited there recently and they're – talking up the big 12 and saying you know you can contribute right away where maybe maybe auburn's got a little bit deeper of a of a d-line room and it might be a little harder so i think ucf has emerged as a sleeper but at the end of the day you have to like where auburn the position in which auburn sits right now and i think auburn feels that way too 
Yeah, I was surprised yesterday doing some digging on him and, and the, the school Auburn was most concerned with was UCF. Well, there you go. There you go. So uh, that, that's lining up. And it, for some of the same reasons, Keith, I mean, UCF was almost saying, you know, you, <clears throat> you're going to go to Auburn and, and want to transfer out, at, you know, because you're, you're not going to get any playing time. And so you might as well just come on to UCF. And didn't really think he was a, an SEC guy. But, you know, we talked about Georgia and who they have above people. And we, yeah. we know we know Jamal Jarrett, four-star defensive tackle from North Carolina. We know Sidere Mitchell, four-star defensive tackle from New Jersey, both of whom will be back in Auburn in two weeks. But I think both were in Georgia this past weekend. I know ja, Jarrett went to Georgia. I know Rock West McElderry. Yeah. was in uh, Georgia this weekend. Yeah, don't forget, Georgia's got another tackle they're high on, too, that Auburn likes, and that's the Jordan Hall kid out of West Jacksonville down in Florida. So they've, they've got an enormous board. They're not going to be able to take all these guys, okay? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you have to – look, if you're Auburn, you've got to, that's where you've got to start. I mean, you want to win head-to-head battles. Don't kid yourself. You want to get Sidier Mitchell over Georgia. You want to get uh, uh, Jamal Jarrett over Georgia. But if you don't, if you don't, because, again, right now you're, you're fighting the, you know, per, a lot of different things out there. Uh, you won six games last year. You had right. a really weird and not so great off season at times Emotious. in terms. And yes, exactly. So you're fighting all that stuff, and people get tired of hearing excuses. Excuse. If I was an Auburn fan, I'd I'd be saying Keith, saying Keith and Jeff, why are you two jerks making excuses year after year? Well, let's go back. There's been some real challenges. I mean, Gus's staff was on the hot seat eternally. That makes that's a real challenge. We're not making excuses. Or, uh, that we're just present, uh, pointing out things that, that cause you to create to create challenges for you. And, and even there with those go. challenges, you're still expected to land players, though. And we expect them to land players, too. And they expect to land players. Sure. Uh, at some point, uh, the excuses, and, and they're not, a, I'm not saying they're making excuses, but at some point, fans just want to see results. So we understand that. But, but we have to point out, to be fair to all sides, that there are some unique challenges. That said, Auburn is involved and heavily involved and heavily in the mix with a lot of talented players along the defensive line, including Joshua Horton. So at this point in time, I think Auburn lands him. I mean, they've got his friend committed, Terrence Love, very in, you know, in deep with two more of his teammates that are just in his class, uh, and then a quarterback, Air Noland, in the 2024 class. So I think, you know, and obviously Langston Hughes' kids have done things at Auburn before. It's a school that's very friendly to Auburn. Montavious Atkinson was a very good go. player underrated player at Auburn very uh, you know sometimes we look and we say well he didn't do anything in the NFL or he didn't make the NFL well Montavious Atkinson was a really good player on some damn good Auburn defenses okay uh, so Auburn's got credit at that school okay and in that community and so I, I like where they sit with him Montavious Montavious Atkinson man dude that that's the longest guy I've ever seen when, when we talk about length and arms man that dude could scratch his ankles without bending down yeah. Do you remember yeah, how long he was? Yeah, he also looked like he was 47 years old when yeah, he was a sophomore yeah. in high school. <laughs> you know? uh, let's of, see who. One, yeah, one of the nicer guys to ever roll through there. Ruben know, he really Bain, was. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Uh, Ruben, well, Ruben Bain. Okay, now that's, a, that's another one, Jeff, that I have a little Me too. bit of concern about. But go ahead, you start off. I'm sorry. No, I think we both agree. We talked about this off the air. You know, Ruben Bain, I, to me, is an, um, I think you even wrote this Saturday night, Ruben Bain, Miami, is, is, is a Miami-Auburn battle brewing. I, I think so, especially after this weekend. I think it's, it's going to be tough to get him out of his hometown. I think there's some things that could work in Auburn's favor, but, you know, Rock Bell and Tony early playing time. But I still, but I still think when it comes down to it, 
it's going to be tough to get him out of Miami. Now, can I say something? There, yes. there is, there is. Go ahead. Well, well, you finish your thought. I'm sorry, Jeff. That's it. No, no, I, I wanted to bounce <laughs> that out. You know what I'm talking about. Well, can I, can I, I mean, can I kind of mention one thing that's happening down there? Yes. You, I know you do it. You, <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's okay. fair. I mean, it's all so, on the books, right? Yeah. So an interesting yeah. scenario has happened down there, and we haven't really put it out on the board or anything like that. But Roland's, uh, oh gosh, am I going to forget his name? Roland Smith. Roland Smith, a very good coach at Miami Central, uh, was hired by the Miami staff during the offseason. And we, we need to look in a little bit more into this, but. You know, there's kind of these rules that maybe you can't follow coaches, your high school coach, to a college if they're not on the field. But we, we need to look more into that. But there, there is something that potentially could be a snag. I, I don't know. I almost regret even saying it. But uh, but just know that people are looking into something to see some things. Does that, does that make any sense? Or should we Absolutely. Cut that should we cut no, that out? <laughs> no, I, I, it's public knowledge. Like, and Auburn dealt with this, I think, from Opelika. I think it was Ben Blackman when Gus was here. You yeah. know, he wanted he wanted to hire Ben as off the field guy, uh, uh, analyst type role, and couldn't do so without not recruiting Opelika for two years. So if you yeah. do sign a coach and if you want to put him on the field or a legit position, then you know all bets are off. You're good to go. But if you hire him for a and we saw this back, you know, ten years ago, people were doing this just to get kids hiring high school yeah, coaches and yeah. sticking them in the, you know, in the film room just to get kids to come with them. And and this rule was put in place by the NCAA that if you hire a, a high school coach for an off the field position, you can't recruit that school for I think it was two years. And if you do, the kid is two years uh, ineligible. So as it stands, if, if that's still the case, and we both believe it is, but we'll, we'll do some more digging. If that's still the case, and Miami hired his former head coach then Ruben would not be able to go to Miami and be immediately eligible. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I don't know how enforceable that is anymore. I don't know if Miami gives a shit. Yeah. Well, and also let me point out one thing. I know everybody wants me to be go Auburn, go Auburn, you know, all the time. And, and, and I love covering Auburn, but uh, that coach is a great guy. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, you're always a little – you know, you're always sometimes torn in our business because you get close to people that end up at, at, at other schools that that are either recruiting against Auburn or playing against Auburn, and it, it, it's it's a it can be a little tricky. But yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on it. But he's a, yeah. look, he's a great player. His interview, I mean, he, he just seems like a cool kid. Uh, yeah, yeah fantastic. This would be a fantastic get. And, and Rock Bell and Tony and him, and you mentioned this, have a great relationship. In fact, I, I've been told that he may be. Of all the guys Rock's recruiting this cycle, they may have the best relationship. So, yeah. you know, so let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Awesome kid. I got to talk to him before he left. Really like him. And you know what? He's coming back. Like he said multiple times, I'll be back a couple of more times. So yeah. He, he, he yeah. really likes it up here. Really likes Rock Bellantoni. Really likes well, the SEC and, uh, and the early playing time. Look at Auburn's depth chart at edge. And what have we always said, Jeff? And, and this goes back to well before I started covering Auburn in 2013. But South Florida kids – like Auburn, they like being in Auburn. There's less concrete. There's less yeah. less ambulances. There's less, I mean, South Florida. I love it down there, but it's wild, man. It's it's, like, it's wild. You like it for different reasons. <laughs> I like it for different reasons. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a unique it's a unique place, and and Auburn's so quiet. And you know, I was a kid that grew up in a medium sized town initially from Miami, but most of my formative years were in a medium sized town like Auburn, Opelika size. So I wanted to go to the big cities, but sometimes if you're in the big cities, you like the, the opposite. So, 
you know, it, I, I do think Auburn has a real chance, especially with Rock Bellantoni having 23 years experience as a recruiter in South Florida to continue to make a dent down in Miami-Dade County and in the county just to the north of that, which is Broward County. Now, Palm Beach County is a little bit different. That is really Florida Gator country. It's unique to South Florida. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think they've got a shot to, to do some damage on there. Again, they get, they can, if they can just get kids to Georgia, uh, excuse me, through Georgia and up into Auburn, uh, they generally like it. And, and don't forget, so many kids from South Florida that we interviewed, Jeff, have family in Alabama and Georgia. Right. Almost every single one. It's amazing. You know? DJ Chester. Uh, I've got two more, man, and I wanted to yeah. save the, my dude for last. But DJ Chester, yeah. four-star offensive lineman, he was a nobody a couple of months ago when Auburn offered him. Will Friend, uh, I think, worked with him last summer at camp, loved him. Uh, so got a really early jump on this kid. And Auburn got him in for, a, for for an official visit. They were in on him early. I, I know Auburn feels good about where they sit right now. Obviously, things can change. People are going to come after this kid. It was his first official visit. He's going to take more. Uh, but I do like where Auburn sits as it stands now. Yeah, that's one where you're going to know a lot more than me. Uh, I, and I'm not. I, I'm not. I, I think Cole. We'll talk about with Cole yeah. more on Thursday. But I think Cole. He he knows a lot more about DJ Chester. But. Um, he was – he looks good. Well, the interesting yeah. thing is, Jeff, he's got a teammate that's a big offensive tackle, and it feels like Auburn – and who's uh, quite honestly gotten a lot more attention than, than DJ has. Who? But it's just uh, – isn't it the Owens, the Owens kid? Oh, Zechariah. I mean, they're, are they not at the same school? Or yeah, my memory I, I, here. I believe uh, – let me, let, me, let me do a little fact-checking. But I do yeah, believe I'll, you're right. I'll, I'll run my mouth here while you're, while you're fact-checking. Yeah. But, uh, you know – the state of Georgia has a lot of good offensive linemen this yep. year. Zechariah Owens. Yeah, Eagles and Lane. so it's it's not all – you know, some years it's good, some years it's not good. But Auburn has quietly worked on a bunch of these guys, and guys that are realistic options. Because, you know, if you focus too much on, on some of the high-ticket guys, the high-end guys, it's uh, – okay, well, I'll just say in the past, in past years at certain schools, you know, what happens is you focus on the big-name guys because all the fans want you to go up to the big-name guys. And so you – you right. maybe you don't keep the, the middle guys as warm as you need to keep them. So when you miss on the big name guys, you circle back to the warm guys. They don't want to have anything to do with you. So right. what Auburn, what Auburn seems to be doing is uh, still recruiting the big the big name guys, but being realistic about it, knowing that you know where Auburn is right now, it's hard. It's hard. Auburn's got to kind of rebuild that reputation, uh, you know. And so they're really focusing on the middle guys. And by the way, the middle guys often end up being better than the big guys, okay? So the guys at the top. So I like what they're doing. I like it. They're, being, they're targeting guys that are the realistic options that also guys that can really play. Absolutely. You know? And I think that takes us to our, our final visitor, which was Jakeem Jackson, a little-known defensive back, at least in Auburn, uh, in Auburn fans' minds, up until a week or two ago when uh, we found out he was coming in for an official visit. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of him. I had to look him up. Yeah, Jakeem Jackson from Osceola down in, is it Kissimmee or Kissimmee? Kissimmee, Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Hey, by the way, Frank Ford's alma mater, the great Frank Auburn basketball Ford. player. Frank Ford, all right. Yeah. Uh, also the alma mater of Tasharvin Bell, who we've, uh, yep. we've written a couple of times that Jakeem Jackson is. He's very close with Tasharvin. Uh, yeah. They're cousins. And, uh, that can't hurt. Yeah, that no, can't hurt at all, can it? Can't. And, and you know who Tasharvin played with at Auburn? Secondary coach Zach Etheridge. 
Yeah, I, I, I think Auburn's going to get this kid, unless something changes. I'm going to tell you what, Keith. I got to stand next to him alone yesterday uh, yeah. before he left. Man, he looks. He, he checked in at 6'2", 184, and he looked every bit of what you you would want in a, in a cornerback. And, you know, Auburn, let's see, Zach has been working behind the scenes to get him up here and, and did so. I know Auburn really loves his length. I asked him about his wingspan. It's 77 inches, which is what? Uh, 6'5", and he's 6'2", so that's a plus three. Yeah. Now, what, that, what, are, what are the schools you're – I mean, I've heard some FSU. Who, who are the other main schools involved? Tennis, in Tennessee and Penn State. Uh, interesting. He, yeah, he's going to go to Tennessee – or Penn State uh, Friday, and then he's going to go to Tennessee the following weekend. And according to Jakeem, his father came with him this trip. He's going to bring his mother back next trip, and possibly okay. Tisharvin will also come with him. Tisharvin okay. was going to come with him this, this weekend. But I – yeah, I really like that he's going to take a couple of visits, and he already knows he wants to come back to Auburn well, and bring his mom here. Well, somebody mentioned something to me. Just a, I was just going over some of these guys. and I don't know. Does he have offers from Miami and Florida or not? Can you, Accor- can you, according, yeah. to, according to his on three profile, he has offers from uh, Penn State, Miami, yes, South Florida, yes, Tennessee, yes. Got you, got you doing my leg work here. Florida State, yes. Georgia, yes. Oh, interesting. Alabama, yes. Arkansas, yes. Ole Miss. That, that's no. what's so hard. To, it's hard to track. You know, when when did they? Right. When did they offer? Where do they sit on the board? But again, that stuff is it's only relevant to to people like me and you as we're trying to figure out where a kids going to end up. If you're a fan, you know, really the the main relevant points are you know does my staff want the kid. Because at a certain point, you have to trust your staff. You just do, unless they've given you a reason not to trust them. And Zach Etheridge has not given me a reason to not trust him, quite frankly, because the secondary was on point last year. And he's also, and he's also recruiting. Now, he took some good players, uh, but to further develop them. It was a continuation, which, you know, if you, if you say what was the one area that was really strong when Gus left, it was the secondary, right? Absolutely. And so it was a continuation of that and maybe even an elevation. And now he's brought in some some big name junior college play. In other words, I think he's kept it going and then some. So you, that's a guy I trust. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting one. But somebody was saying, well, what if, if Florida's not recruiting him, what does that say about the kid? Because Corey Raymond, the DB coach extraordinaire, is now at Florida. I said, well, wait a second. What, what, Florida's only going to sign two or three corners each year, right? They're not going to, they can only take a couple guys. And Corey Raymond, uh, just because he isn't offering a guy doesn't mean the guy, I mean, he doesn't, He's a great coach, but he didn't he didn't invent cornerback coaching. He didn't invent cornerback play. I mean, uh, and he's a great guy too. But there's so many good players in the state of Florida, Jeff. That to me, this guy is the quintessential guy that when you go back 30 years, that Auburn has feasted on in that state. A guy that's got offers, but maybe a little under the radar. I mean, Jimmy Brumba, Auburn's D line coach, had offers, but was a little bit under the radar, and ends up having a great career at Auburn. That's what these guys are. Okay, that's what yeah. you're looking for. Hungry guys, no ego. You know, that kid has been so polite to you, so polite mm. to me. Uh, and then you look at the body, and then you look at the athleticism, and you say, this is an Auburn kind of kid. This is what they have feasted on historically in the Sunshine State. And I don't care who else is or isn't recruiting him. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact that Miami's offered the kid, and again, we don't know how strong the offer is, but right. the fact that Miami's offered the kid, being in South Florida where they are located, they generally do not have to leave South Florida to offer defense to find defensive backs. Right. Well, Kissimmee is not in South Florida. 
Kissimmee is in Orlando. Okay, that is not Miami territory. So that says a little bit because, quite frankly, uh, and I know not everybody's a fan of Kevin Steele on these Auburn sites, but I, I think we can argue that he's had some pretty damn good DB evaluations through the years, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, Roger McCreary, Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson wasn't even a big recruit. No, he wasn't. I think he came on and finished as a four-star, but when Auburn was on him, he was a nobody. Yeah. So, you know, so Miami's offer this kid. So I, I kind of – I wouldn't worry about so much about the UF offer or not offer. I, I'm looking at who else is offered. FSU, which obviously, even in their terrible years, FSU usually has some pretty good defensive backs, right? And so, uh, yeah, I, I heard, and I know you talked to people too, that this kid, Shaquem Jackson, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing all that right, when he got to Auburn on Friday, I got a text from somebody that said, this guy is a dude in all caps, okay? And they're excited about him, and that's the most important thing. Uh, yeah, I was trying to um, go back and see like, when are some of these offers, but I'm like you, man, at this point, you well, know he's legit. Well, we all get caught up in rankings and all that stuff, and he may end up being a higher-ranked guy. But, you know, coaches are looking for – and I used to talk to Wesley McGriff about this when he was a DP coach at Auburn. He's looking for a certain skill set, and I won't name any names, but he ran off some five-star guys to me once before they got to college and said, I don't like what I don't like his long speed. I don't like this. I don't like that. And I'm going to tell you right now, not one of them have done anything in college that he wasn't crazy about. They all know what they're looking for. Okay, Zach Etheridge and Jeff Schmetting know what they're looking for. And this guy's long and he's athletic. And quite frankly, he comes from an area. Now, he's on a really competitive team. Uh, Jeff, they've actually got a couple defensive linemen. One, Derek LeBlanc, who Auburn's on pretty heavy. I don't like their chances at all. But it's a competitive team. The practices are competitive. They're playing in a good in a good district in Florida. So he's going up against athletic guys every week. So it uh, this this looks like one of those Roger McCreary type deals. Now, I hate to, I'm not going to say he's going to be a top round draft pick, but it looks like one of those. Now the you know, question I, is now that now that you and I you you're writing about him so much and everybody else is now who does that whose attention does that pique? You know what I mean. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going back through his timeline on Twitter. He received yeah. an offer from Florida, made the 20th. Well, there about, you go. Well, there you go. Three weeks ago, he went to visit Georgia. Got uh, was was a Coach Smart picture, and all the coaches are around. And there's Will Muschamp in the back. Yeah. Uh, uh, he went to Miami. Uh, he just got offered by Ole Miss. So this dude has got some legitimate offers. Went to the yeah. Miami uh, on May 28th for a, for a big visit with. So, oh, so somebody had just not. Somebody had just inadvertently left some of those offers. Yeah, well, off the thing his is, on his on three profile, it's it's tough to link um, these stories. I, yeah, I think there's yeah. a couple. Of, you know, our database is still going through some some, yeah. some infancy. Well, good. I can call back my friend and say, well, hey, I hate to break it to you, Florida did offer this kid. Mm-hmm. May twentieth, so. not too long ago. So yeah, my, well, my <laughs> okay. So what does that tell you? That tells me that tells me that Florida offered him after. And the only reason we're bringing him up is because Corey Raymond's the DB coach there, and. You know, some people think he's one of the three or four best DP coaches in the country. So, but they offered if they offered him May twentieth, that's after, clearly after they went and evaluated him. Right. Spring so there you go. Yeah. So there you go. So there's a little bit more confirmation, more validation. Quite frankly, not that you needed it because again, I, I trust Zach Etheridge as much as any coach on this staff. South Carolina, all these, all these, all these schools. Uh, Penn State, uh, Arkansas, South Carolina, Miami, Florida, Vanderbilt even has offered after a spring eval. Just going back through. Well, years. and you know now, now here's an interesting thing. And guess what, Keith? He, he he's 
committed to the Under Armour All-American game. Well, here's the thing. So some people will say, well, why, why would you bring up the Vanderbilt offer? Well, guess what? That, that actually tells you, because they recruit differently than everybody else in the SEC, that tells you that he's got grades, and he's probably a high-character guy. Yep. So, I mean, there's, is, a lot, there's a lot of things to like here. You know what I mean? So Really like him. Really like where Auburn sits. I love the connection there with the Charvin Bell, Zach Etheridge. And I also like that he's coming back at least once more, probably be back for Big Cat as well. Keith, looking ahead real quick, man, right now we've got some uh, guys confirmed for this coming weekend, Friday. Yeah. Uh, but also some other – some things coming up. We talked about some commitments. Auburn needs to get over that hump. Needs to yeah. – figure out a way to get, get past those concerns. Brock Glenn went to Florida State this past weekend. I think he's going to Ohio State at some point. But Ohio State is bringing uh, also brought in another quarterback. And I said this last week, Keith, um, for, Auburn's, for Auburn's sake, I'm not really concerned about Ohio State. Uh, I think I'm probably more concerned about Florida State. But even still, I still think Auburn's. Well, they, they, look, they were on them early. He visited twice before they even offered him. They offered him on the third visit. He's since been back. And then he's picked up steam since then in his mind. And, again, he said this on the record. Hey, that, that showed me that they, they weren't jumping on a bandwagon. They, right. they evaluated me. They offered me. And, and now he's sort of blown up since then. It hasn't been reflected in his ranking yet. Right. But I think we all think that that's coming. Uh, yeah, Ohio State, the, the only thing is I think when you have a program of that stature, anytime a kid visits – there you have to you at least have to keep an eye on it. And, and quite frankly, listen, if you're uh, if you're Texas A&M and one of your kids visits Auburn, you're concerned. I mean, Auburn's a high stature program too now. So let's not you know we sit here and we talk about you know they may need a guy to not be high on on George's board, but uh, to, for them to get him. But Auburn is a high stature program, and so uh, my point being that if a kid visits Ohio State, it's something you at least got to watch. But yeah, you have sure. to like Auburn's chances. You know they've built a relationship with him i mean his first name technically is auburn uh he's got ties to the school i mean it just it just makes sense uh you know so we'll see we'll see he's one of those guys uh, i think i've got it in my head and and i might be at fault for this but he's one of those guys in my opinion he's auburn's until he's not like nothing that happens between now and his decision time uh will will change my mind i'm just going to ride that i think he's auburn's auburn with all these other new schools keith you talk about jumping on the bandwagon he, he didn't get this attention from other schools until he made that Elite 11 final. That, that's right. And can I, uh, can I mention one guy that's coming in this next weekend? Uh, is it Anthony James? Yes, Anthony James. John, Wiley, Anthony James. Wiley, yeah, Texas. De- defensive lineman from Texas, former Texas A&M commit. And Auburn's worked pretty hard and fast. They just offered him a few weeks yep. ago to get him to visit. Uh, now, apparently, you know, for, again, former Texas A&M commit. We think that Texas A&M, at least as of right now, at least Auburn thinks this, probably is not a big factor at this point but schools to watch and this is interesting utah and washington yeah i don't, I don't know what the connections are there I, I i have no idea and utah obviously let's not sell them short they've been they've been pretty good okay uh, and they're actually going to play an sec team early in the season this year so we'll see what they're really made of but the point is yeah, that one could be wide open that one could be wide open and uh so auburn's bringing him in and Kind of, it's going to be a chance for the whole staff, and I haven't spent a lot of time out there. This will be a chance for the whole staff to size him up, body-wise and personality-wise, and and we'll see. This is one of those official visits where you're not bringing in a kid trying to land a commitment that day, or or you're really kind of starting your 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 your. This is the building points, and and kind of creeping the door open a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Let me get in here a little bit. 
yeah, it worked it, it worked out where he could visit, and we'll see how that goes. But that's an interesting one. Uh, you know, Auburn's got some cred in Texas as well. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and, and done well out there. Another guy that they're trying to kind of get in the door for uh, ease on in the in the recruitment is David Hobbs. He's a four-star defense. I mean, the, the defensive linemen that have visited Auburn and are going to visit Auburn has been so impressive, especially for Jimmy Brumbaugh in his first year back at Auburn. Uh, David Hobbs from J.M. Robinson in Concord, North Carolina, four-star defensive tackle. He's coming in for an official visit. Uh, so with James, David Hobbs, we saw Joshua Horton. We've seen, you know, uh, Keldrick Falk. A lot of defensive linemen coming in. Jamal Jarrett, Sider Mitchell, will be here next week. David Hobbs is another guy I think Auburn just offered trying to get him uh, in on his recruitment, getting him yeah. down now, this weekend. Now, you may have heard the same. Like with, with the, the the kid I previously mentioned, Anthony James, they kind of want to size him up a little bit. I think I think I could be wrong here, but I think that part's sort of already like, been done here. In other words, I think Auburn already is in love with this kid. Oh, okay. That's what I heard. Now I don't know. You know, sometimes you get conflicting info. But no, well, that sounds good. You and I have a good friend. He used to be in our business, and now he works for a college. And I won't mention his name because we don't want we don't want anybody thinking he's talking to reporters. But he used to say, he used to say uh, the Carolinas are where you go for defensive linemen. It's D line heaven, D line heaven, and you know uh, that's right. I mean that's that's wow. when you think about the guys that have come. Uh, out of those two states on the defensive line, it's it's ridiculous. And uh, let me point out that one school of note—I I won't say which one—a uh, school that I'm familiar with voted, uh, voted. What am I saying? Recruited Hobbs and liked him as a tight end. I heard. In other words, that's how athletic this guy is. Oh wow! So I hope I'm not mixing him six, up with another kid. Yeah. Listed at six four two sixty. Okay, so I could see that then. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, uh, Connor Lou. Yeah. Interior offensive lineman's coming in. He went to where did he go this past weekend? He's been on a couple of visits. Now, now what's interesting with that is I think a lot of people think Auburn's got a real chance there, right? Are you hearing that? Uh, I haven't heard enough yet. I don't know enough yeah, about him. Yeah, I, I don't really know enough about him either. He's a three-star interior guy. I think he's kind of in the mold of the Braden Joiner. He's visited Miami. Yeah. He's visited Clemson. He's going to visit Georgia later this month. So, so good company for Auburn. I, I uh, guess. I guess my question would be. If Auburn's got Braden Joyner and is trying to flip Ryquez McKeldry uh, from Georgia, that's two inside guys. If you take Lou, that's a third. If, if you got Lou, excuse me, right. take him, take him, got him, whatever, that'd be a third inside guy. So, again, the fans are going to start saying, where are the outside guys? <laughs> where are the tackles at? When, when's Auburn going to start getting some of those? So I'm just curious about the numbers and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'll – I'm going to hold, reserve judgment on him until I can talk to him more. I don't really know uh, much about his recruitment. I haven't been following him as close as I probably should have, but I'll, I'll get him next week when he leaves to see what he has to say. Uh, I think the most, one of the most important, two of the most important guys coming in this weekend will be Jeremiah Cobb. Excuse me. Jeremiah Cobb and Lewis yeah. Carter, the linebacker yeah. from Tampa, down there in Jarris McIntyre neighborhood. Well, you want to take one of them and I'll break down the other one? I tell you, you take Lewis. If I'm not mistaken, you might run by and see old Lewis. I might, I might. So I'll, I guess I'll start with Carter, and then you can wrap up with the, the okay. local kid. But personality-wise, I love Jeremiah Cobb. What a great, wonderful young Very, guy. He yes. seems like. I mean, I guess you never really know, um, but <laughs> he seems like it anyway. Uh, but Lewis Carter again, uh, you know, plays at Tampa Catholic. His head coach is Jarris McIntyre, the former Auburn receiver. His linebackers coach is a former Auburn player, very good player who was on. There. Of course, the name's slipping me. Uh, Dontavius, help me out here. Thomas, DT, Dontavius yes. Thomas. Yeah. Right. And yes. yes. And who was he from uh, Perry, Georgia? Yes. Okay. 
So that's his linebacker's coach. But they are not shoving Auburn down his throat. They're not pushing him to Auburn. People may say, well, why not? Why not? Everybody else. Dontarius Thomas. Dontarius Thomas. There you go. Dontarius Thomas. And so you, and that was before I covered Auburn, so everybody forgive me there. But, me but why, why wouldn't you force, you know, Auburn on a kid if you went to that school? Well, the obvious reason is you don't want to push him away. You want the kid to organically figure out where he wants to be. But here's where it does help. If he has questions about Auburn, these, those two guys can be a sounding board to him. And that, so it's still advantageous, trust me. It's still advantageous. And he's only visited Auburn once, Lewis Carter. The schools that are recruiting him the hardest, I would say, are North Carolina and Oklahoma, North Carolina, very much in it. Uh, you know, Mac Brown has made a priority out of the state of Florida uh, and Georgia as well. So they, they, they're very much in it. And then Oklahoma, because Brent Venables, the Sooners head coach, when he was the D.C., the defensive coordinator at Clemson, he offered Carter. And they have maintained that relationship. So of all the head coaches, uh, all the schools recruiting him, he's, among the head coaches, he's the closest with Venables. So those are the two schools to watch. But this is Auburn's chance. Again, he's only been to Auburn once. He'll be back this weekend. If it goes real well, you know there'll be a sugar high out this visit. Uh, Auburn has done well at Tampa Catholic before. Now, uh, uh, Devin Barrett, before, you know, again, what a guy did in college is irrelevant for these conversations. Sure, right. Uh, we're talking strictly about the recruitment. Nate Craig Myers and Devin Barrett were very good players. They beat uh, Auburn beat out Florida for Devin Barrett and beat out everybody for Nate Craig Myers, the receiver. So they have had success in Tampa and at Tampa Catholic before. Uh, but this visit's key because he does not really know Brian Harson that well. He, he loves Christian Robinson, the linebacker's coach. Jeff Schmetting's been down to that school, the defensive coordinator at Auburn, twice from what I'm told. Uh, but now it's up to Harson to size this guy up and vice versa. And if that goes well, Auburn very well could get very much into the mix because the kid does like Christian Robinson a lot, as does everybody I've ever met, quite frankly. Uh, we used to say, Jeff, there may be never a nicer coach than Tim Horton at Auburn. Right, Christian Robinson may give may give Timmy H a little rest. He, he, yeah, he, he's definitely in, in contention, no doubt. Yeah, Keith, real quick side note. Yeah, you brought up Nate Craig Myers. Did, yeah. was he not committed to Colorado State at some point? I think after, I he might have played there. Okay, okay, okay. After, after he left Auburn, he okay. came to different places: Colorado State, UCF. You know. So okay. anyway, the, the other guy's Jeremiah Cobb. I'm going to let you do all the talking on this one. Well, Jeremiah Cobb, to me, the number one running back on the board has been for quite a while. Cadillac Williams loves this guy, and he loves Cadillac Williams. Um, I thought he might be an early commitment, and he still might be, but I think he's kind of gone quiet. Now, Clemson has come into this. A lot of other schools have, too. He's kind of like the Brock Glenn, right? You've seen a lot of schools kind of yeah. jump in, yeah. get yeah. in on him. Uh, he went to Clemson, I think, two weeks ago, same weekend as Hunter Osborne. Uh, D. Creighton, it was a Clemson's huge weekend. I think they had close to 30 visitors, 30 official visitors, got some commitments out of there, out of that. Had some guys cancel Auburn visits uh, because of that weekend. D. Creighton didn't come. I don't think he's publicly committed to Clemson yet, but there's a reason he didn't come to Auburn. Uh, same for uh, Hunter Osborne. Hunter Osborne went to Clemson. We went to Alabama, too, didn't he, last week? And ended up uh, yeah, yeah, canceling his Auburn visit. Um also, Auburn, Auburn will keep recruiting those guys, but it looks like they've got a lot of work to do. Jeremiah Cobb, 5'11", 6'190", 190 pounds. Auburn loves that he can catch the ball. He's big back. He can run. Uh, really like his entire football game. Uh, the, I think you wrote about this, Keith, his relationship with Cadillac. Cadillac's been there. He's done that. He, he's gone to where Jeremiah Cobb wants to go. Auburn's close to home, about a 45-minute drive from home, uh, which can be beneficial for some of these kids. And Auburn needs running backs. 
Yeah, so, yeah, you got that so right. I, he hasn't been back to Auburn, you know, even though he's been close. I think he came back in the spring um, for an unofficial visit. So getting him back on campus this weekend, I think, will be big, kind of a refresher. Uh, but this will be hell. He's been here. He went. He came in March. He came in twice in April, and so he hasn't been back in, I guess, yeah. two months. But so getting him back for an official uh, will be big, especially if if Cadillac can spend all the one on one time he can with him. I don't yeah. know where he stands stands on Clemson's board, Keith. Any idea on that? I don't. I I think I read somewhere that they'd like to take two running backs as well, though, and I, and, and we know Auburn would like to take two. But yeah, right. you know, Clemson. Uh, Clemson's Clemson. They've they've got mm-hmm. some recruiting prowess right now but again i feel like and we continue to hear that auburn feels like it's in the best position and we'll see like they think they're in a really good position we'll see but you know it used to be kind of panic time if a local kid wasn't visiting you every weekend right you know you'd get you'd get a little freaked out well why are they going here and why is he not coming we're my school's so close but but then you had guys like Rashawn Evans and, and Justin Ross that were at Auburn every weekend, and it didn't it didn't matter. So uh, again, we can't you, you follow the visits, but you also follow the intel too. And and the intel is that Auburn likes where it sits. They're very very comfortable with that. Cadillac is a relationships guy. Mm-hmm. Tank Bigsby is going to be there one more year, so you've got you people see the opportunity, and it's close to home. So I mean, it, it, there's a lot of factors working in Auburn's favor. Love it. Another big weekend, and we will be there to provide all the coverage, man. Keith, uh, been fantastic, man, running the uh, home base, the HQ, from down in uh, Jortland. But we will hey, be by, back. The, by the way, there's a big baseball game tonight, I guess, huh? Oh, man, I tell you what, I, I conked out last night. I think it was 4-2 to two when I went to sleep and got up this morning and saw that Auburn had uh, fallen short 4-3. to three. But I tell you what, now you've got the best pitcher out of the way, right? Yeah, yeah. Chance to, one, one game. One game. One game. I'll take real quick, Jeff. Yeah. You know, when we go to these Auburn football games, we stand on the sideline before the game, sometimes during the game, late in the game. And Butch Thompson will always come up and just, just hang out for a little while. And I, I'm, he is as genuine of a, a, a college coach. And, and not all baseball coaches are like that. I have to, I'm just going to point that out. Oh, yeah. No uh, doubt. And, uh, and on a personal level, he's a guy that I like to see do well just because he gets the relationship stuff. He's, he's friendly, he's just a friendly guy. That's it. That's all it takes sometimes. Just be nice, right? And he's a uh, personal favorite of mine, man. I've known him for a few years. He's going back to, hell, well, back early in his career. He was a junior college coach at Jeff State. Then he went to Birmingham Southern. Well, I'd, a I'd heard of my there's, friends. A, there's a story out there that he, you got a hit off his staff one time. And that whole weekend he spent, he spent, you know, was up all night kind of reevaluating his life. You know, hey, I gave I, up. We gave up a hit to Jeff Lee. This may not be the career path I need to be going on, but he, he stuck it out and look at him now. He asked me when he got here, he's like, man, you still got some eligibility left, don't you? <laughs> I, I think I remember that. I think, I, I, think that, I think we were down sitting there together in the building. but no, uh, So that'll be, a, that'll be an exciting game night. But Jeff, awesome guy. Yeah, I mean, hey, I appreciate you, the welcome you guys have given me. And I Dude, hope yeah, everybody's man. enjoying the coverage. You know? I'm sure they are, man. We're going to keep doing it. And I think we won't put a, a, a timer date on this. We'll just try to make these things happen. Yeah. I mean, you get on here when we can, when, there, when there's something to talk about, when we've got something to say. Uh, yeah. Definitely enjoy your time. Appreciate the uh, the tell the oil change guy. We yeah, man, they, they were great. We're all we're all done. Synthetic oil. We're all updated. I can start driving around now and taking photos from South Beach and uh, texting them to you. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> don't let Jessica find out. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey guys, again, if you're not a member of the site Auburn Live on three, we've got a great deal going on right now. One year for one dollar. It's incredible. All the stuff. Myself, Keith, Cole, Justin. Uh, we, we've got everything covered from 
recruiting, through basketball, through baseball. We got it all. And another big weekend, man. This will be a great time to sign up. But uh, thanks for joining us. For Keith Niebuhr, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. See you. Thanks, guys.